welcome to the Primal Priestess Podcast. I'm Hannah, your host, and this is episode two of season one, The Free Birth of a Father. On today's episode, we have Michael. Michael is a loving, supportive partner to my dear friend Bridget and father to their two beautiful children. Today, Michael will share about his journey to free birth. He will draw comparisons between their first birth, which was at home with midwives, where he simply did what he was told to do, and then the free birth, where he opted to radically trust Bridget and to claim his space as the masculine witness and protector. Mason and Michael also go over the importance of nourishment and community in both pregnancy and postpartum, as well as a potent conversation about the power of looking at birth and postpartum through the baby's perspective. Enjoy the episode. So why don't you give a little intro to kind of who you are and what you like to do and what you're all about? Yeah, well, my name is Michael. I am partnered with Bridget, and uh, we've been in a relationship for going on five years now with our family. And we have our son, Forrest, and our daughter, Kaya, who was recently born in September. And she was free birth, so kind of part of why I'm on the podcast to share about that and the story behind that. Right. And yeah, we're just a happy little family and living just not so much day to day. We're now starting to live week to week, hopefully month to month and year to <laughs> yeah. year, kind of growing from there. Totally. But yeah, all as well. Yeah, it should be mentioned that you and I kind of have gotten to know each other a little bit. We've met a, a, a met each other a couple times, but through our mm -hmm. women and through them, through the circle of free birth and all that surrounds yeah. it. So, yeah. And so I know, at least in my side of the story here, I love being a part of all this, but I am mainly here because my wife and she wants mm -hmm. me to be here and I want to support her. And yeah kind of we're talking with her a little bit it sounded like maybe you did you kind of almost volunteer to come do this or is this something that your wife kind of had had mentioned to you too and said hey you should go on there no well she uh she talked about that you're going to be starting for like kind of the guy's perspective on it mm -hmm. and uh that you're starting a podcast and kind of getting the conversation started and I've always been like working on my own podcast for the you know years it takes some time to build and have the courage to like you know keep going and so having the opportunity to like hey you can be on i wanted to first thing like support to help build it because having someone like yeah i'm ready right there for you i've had that with a couple friends of mine and it meant a lot and it helps the momentum so i just want to jump right on board on available slot and i was excited to do it and kind of share the story and also it was really interesting because just like a couple of weeks ago no about a week ago i think right before I think it was offered, I was talking to Bridget that I haven't had anyone really ask me about the birth story, mm. which was really interesting. Not as, I don't but think that so. happens to the guys really. Yeah. No. I mean, I understand the women's perspective and it's like, it's all a lot what they go through probably like, you know, 90%. And it's just kind of cool to have someone like, Hey, where, where's, where's the man's perspective? Um, who's in the room, you know, who's, who's, who's seen it, who felt like, is this a good idea? I have no idea if this is a good idea or not. Um, but then also trusting, um, you know, the woman's leading into the birth and like having faith in that and trusting that is its own dynamic story, which I think is really special to share. And just like opening that conversation is really special. Sure. And you have, it sounds like definitely more experience doing this sort of podcasting Zoom, yeah. Zoom stuff than I do. So you might. Yeah, feel a little I got some tech. I. <laughs> I got some tech. Yeah, I got yeah, some experience. Yeah, your, your audio sounds good. Your picture's clear. But but no, I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And it's definitely, there's definitely something to be said about how the father side of the story usually gets a little overlooked. And I think, mm -hmm. I don't want to say rightfully so in like the mainstream, but I feel like there's not much surrounding stories like as far as hospital births go other than the fact that people like to say oh like I was saved or the doctor saved me or the doctor did really good they don't right. really talk about themselves or what they did or necessarily mm -hmm. what their husbands did unless they're like well my right. husband was on his phone the whole time or something like that you know it there's there's never yeah. really the <laughs> opportunity for us to share how we felt and what yeah. we experienced pre mm -hmm. during and post so so I guess we'll just jump right into that and uh so yeah. when did free birth first get brought up between you and uh, your wife, Bridget? Um, 
Well, actually, we're not married. Um, I just want to make that clear, just out of respect for her, sure. um, rather than me pretending, because we always have many times where people say wife or husband, and we always go with it. But almost as a sign of respect for her that we're not, but with the most like, how do you say boyfriend, girlfriend, and like the highest before engagement, it's like, that's what it feels like, just so like partner, yeah. but partner almost yeah. doesn't feel right. Either. It doesn't it's feel more right. than my partner. It's yeah. much more. It's like family. Well, it's like, yeah, but I don't have a proper word for it. So I think that means <laughs> something. <laughs> um, so, but yes, so my partner and uh, how it came up um, is essentially she talked about a group. She was with a good friend of her, Anissa. Uh, she's part mm -hmm. of the, I think, host, she, no, I think she is part of the circle as well. And they were good friends. And she said, I have this wonderful gathering that we're coming into um, that I would love for you to come. And so she went and was completely just like surrounded by loving women and how good and the children playing and, and the interactions between everyone was so wholesome and meant so much that she just really wanted to be a part of the circle and or the gathering. And she started just I think being a part of the community, uh, engaging with people on the, on the, I think, social media format and just talking. And I was here tidbits and it was always so nice. And the first time I was introduced to it was actually at a, one of you, the gathering at your house. And mm. I met you real briefly, just a wave uh, with the nice <laughs> sunglasses that I like so much. And uh, just that little introduction, but everything felt so nice. It was gathering of like-minded souls, good conversations. It was a nice summer's day. It was just like, a, was it a year ago, I guess? Yeah. No. I think so. Yeah. That might've been Hannah's birthday party at our last, uh, at our old place. Old house. It was right could, before you moved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember exactly the time frame, but because uh, we were looking for a place, I think. Um, but it was before we came to Issaquah uh, or, or around that time. And just a wonderful experience. And then as slowly things moved on, it was almost by being in the vicinity of other women um, becoming pregnant and then giving birth. It was just always on Bridget's mind, but also it was like a fulfilling of her kind of a sense of there's something real here. There's something tangible that like that no one's talking about. And she had an experience with Forrest when he was born and I was there for that birth, um, but it was with midwives. And I, you know, I thought it went as well as I could know it could go. I didn't even, even know what was going to take place for a birth. And I was like in, in it. And uh, she got really kind of hurt and beat up by it because the women, I could really see it now at the second birth, how the women just push, 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 push. And like literally said, push, 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 push. Mm -hmm. but she wasn't ready for it. And like, I had no idea what was going on in the sense of like, is this right? Is this wrong? Trust them. I guess we just do what they say. And, and it was like kind of traumatic. She had uh, injuries at the end of it and uh, Forrest was healthy and well kept and it felt nice and secure that, you know, the hospital, not hospital, but, you know, midwives were there for medical treatments and everything, but we didn't need it, but she actually Bridget needed, it, but Forrest didn't. Um, but we came out of that and just realizing looking back now it's it was such an intervention and there is a flow to birth that i learned from the second one that i didn't see in the first or the first it's like or when women do hospital or um, midwives that i notice now that i could see that the medical comes in and says we're going to take charge and we're going to there, right? yeah so we're not going to be liable uh so we're just going to have you do all these steps so that the baby comes out healthy and you're, you know, within a, it's almost like a, like a strike box. It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, we're going to pitch it to you. It's not going to be perfect pitch, but it's going to be within, you know, that area, even if it's on the edge and you barely survived, it's like, you mm -hmm. survived, you can't sue us. And right. it's a, it felt like such a intervention and yeah. And then, so after she became uh, pregnant, uh, we, it was, it was kind of, daunting for me for having a second child coming because just financial and I guess we were never ready in a sense um but we we grew from that and I saw so much how supported she was in the group and how special that was and how the women really kind of support one another and then it moved farther into that 
I think I went way too far in the question. <laughs> I started telling the whole story. Yeah, you're fine. But, okay. I did the same thing with Hannah. She was like, yeah. Okay, so anyway. It's like, like how we think. Maybe men think like that. It's just like step by step, by step by step. It's like well, chapter it, books. It goes back to the whole thing where like, I mean, you kind of said it earlier too, where you never really had the opportunity to say it to anybody to really speak yeah. about it. So you're just like, it's mm -hmm. ready. It, it, you, yeah. You, yeah. It's ready to go. <laughs> you want to say it. I totally get it. Yeah. But uh, so pr prior to, I guess, Bridget joining the the circle in the community, you guys kind of sh coming and sh showing up at events and stuff. Did you guys, had you ever heard about free birth or did you kind of no. only know home birth? Only, no, I only knew midwives. Yeah. I heard fringe every once in a while about someone giving birth completely alone. Mm -hmm. Um and that and more was like accidental like, moments or something like that yeah i remember actually have a friend uh he gave birth on the phone or with his wife she gave birth and he was on the phone with the doctor and i was like wow this man is a like incredible <laughs> man to deliver his own baby and now it's like i went even farther i didn't mean to <laughs> if yeah. there was a farther you know and uh so we didn't have anyone on the phone we just it was a totally different experience because she was so focused and it, yeah, there are many moments of shakiness of like doubt, but she had a, such a clear vision that all I could do was just support it, that it was mm -hmm. such a strong, I could sense the vision was so strong that I didn't really have anything. I, I didn't, I couldn't doubt her. It was, yeah. it was undoubted. It was, she made the decision so much that it was like, is this or like, I'll die before I go back to that like yeah. method. It's like, mm -hmm. I am 100% committed to this new reality and she held that all the way all the way through um and that was pretty incredible as the time you know grew toward it i was getting really nervous and then you know apprehensive but it was almost like so long of being nervous that you just got used to it <laughs> so that yeah, it became like no. just I, like I hear that. the next day the next day and um you kind of just start uh, to live with it yeah it wasn't like heart jump thinking about it or anything it was more like okay it's you know, coming people asking, you know, are excited, but it's it's hard to be excited when you're concerned about the birth. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like Christmas. It's 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 like Santa Claus. Something could happen to Santa Claus on the way. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Like, do we put the aren't... fire out before we get to bed? It's like this is how you're supposed to do it now. You keep the fire going. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, totally. get hotter. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was like. It was hard to be excited for the child and we didn't know the sex because no doctor no doctor's appointment she right. didn't know the flip of the baby or anything and it's just like yeah i mean i was put i have a strong faith base so i was putting a lot up in my faith of just like hope this works but i also sensed that if anything was to go ast like astray or to be turned in a different direction i would get indications of that and then that would be the natural flow the whole it was like a river where the whole flow was just down down current it, it wasn't right. like things are getting choppy it was just like a smooth maybe a couple choppiness but like you just know you're going in the right direction kind of thing uh, oh, totally. no, no logs where you're just like oh what are we gonna do now kind of thing. Um, so do you think you had any of those kind of similar apprehensions uh in both births or do you think it was just kind of more of like the sense of responsibility in the second that kind of led to those feelings so an interesting because i mean a whole story is unique because we met um a month was it it was two months we were dating before she was pregnant with the oh, first okay. son yeah. yeah and so we develop our relationship for one of those moments of what could be catastrophic has become like not catastrophic That's it's just life-changing yeah mm -hmm. it could be life-changing has developed into a full like birthing of a whole life kind of thing <laughs> yeah. and so we went through so much transition through that that i was we weren't even living together at that time before force was born and once force was born it was we're just together it was mm -hmm. like like moved into the house i had no idea what was going to happen or the little tiny tiny apartment i had no <laughs> idea what was going to happen we just force was born and we were just together now living together we were always together but now living together and then just a family just straight straight into a family mm -hmm. and so that that's where like i had no idea <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure like, like most men, you had zero experience with birth other than whatever you'd seen in whatever movie it was playing. Yeah. Well, we took a, <laughs> yeah. uh, we took, what is this called? It was a, a, a hypnotism class. Hypnobirthing so, class? Yeah. 
she didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. want to be constantly reminded of what was going to take place of like a whole life shift. And mm-hmm. again, I was, it was almost like a boy mentality of not having responsibility to that degree. Mm-hmm. So having that then put like a constant reminder of like, you're going to have a whole life change, whole life change was not really ideal, but was needed. And then for her, she didn't like it at all because it just didn't feel right. Nothing felt real. It's like, yeah, just breathe through it, but trick your brain into like going into these patterns. And they showed us footage of people giving birth. And there was like one woman who was like singing, another one who's just like screaming. And and I'm like, oh, you see, birth like, is super this? easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you could just sing it out. And uh, so uh, I I didn't know. And it, it went well. Again, everything went well for the first birth. It, it But I think that's what a lot of people say. It's like, think, you know, thank God for my nurses. They saved yeah, me. Right. Like, well, exactly. it's like, yeah, well, they also. They kind of also. Injected <laughs> you with, what is that, Pitocin or the. Yep they induce you and and then they have the contraction like learning so much like in the even in my in my previous work one woman was induced and had like the most intense contraction she's ever had like so crazy because it kicks you into this body your your body's physically getting on. Yeah. yeah and i had the greatest analogy and i, and I think imagine for men for men's perspective imagine like you have a really you have a really big poop that you have to get out and it's like oh i I gotta get this out i ate too much um but it's like the worst it's ever ever been imagine and then times it by 10 and you don't you don't want to be taken and put into a room with all these lights people you don't know (laughs) looking at you want to like quietly go take care of it on your own maybe like maybe not all the lights on you're just gonna just like quietly take care of it and then when bridget talked about her birth story being quiet in the dark room and i'm like yeah it makes perfect sense why do we do this why do they have all these lights and um yeah so it's just kind of funny the trying to put a perspective in it for men it's like similar and not that much but something like that yeah and another thing, kind of touching a little bit on something that you said hannah always likes to make fun of me a little bit because i'm a big uh like analogy guy and yeah, like yeah she'll say here. something in her own way and then i'm like oh mm-hmm. so it's like this it's so like <laughs> kind of something that you you had said with uh people say like oh my doctor my nurse saved me but they also put you there it's kind of like if you're walking on the sidewalk with your buddy he grabs your shirt and pushes you into the road but pulls you back it's like wow dude you saved my life it's (laughs) like no 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 you also almost did not (laughs) sorry irrelevant that's that's where my brain goes like okay Mm -hmm. my analogy time (laughs) yeah i know i i that's i i do that too i'm always analogies or allegories or it makes sense for me in story and format it's yeah i can't think of it on the spot right now I'm pretty sure it's a word with an m anybody listening to this is probably screaming the word like, it's, I know. The, yeah, it's that word yeah <laughs> but uh, so do you think how you basically had you radically trusted her in the second mm-hmm. birth rather than basically not even knowing to have like not even trust in the first yeah do you think that kind of affected your guys's marriage and oh, dynamics yeah yeah day to day yeah yeah so absolutely i mean um her her ability to manifest i, I had a vision like a bit like mm-hmm. trust in her manifestation and her vision was so strong um it was also like strength in one another and support so when it came to the birth itself it was pretty uh standard and i guess where just like contractions started happening in the morning and she just kind of was taking it on herself my whole thing i realized was to support and i actually planned it i, mean, I think i went to the store and got a couple of things and one of the things i made sure is i got my ice cream two things for me and <laughs> yeah. it's and i got that specifically for when i start to fidget and when i like don't know what to do just eat ice cream and in a sense of get out of her way because sure. i'll keep fidgeting i'll keep doing things i'll keep like um what do you need you need this or this but when i know even beforehand i knew she needed her space so my whole thing is anytime i get the fidget or scared just have ice cream and that's my task and i had it it works it works it's serious it works because it gives you like oh it cools me off a little bit it cooled and i didn't have that much but just enough to cool like get your mind in a different like a shot of sugar Mm -hmm. and coolness to kind of keep it to something 
And I, I remember talking, um, wanting Carlin there. We were talking about potentially having her there. And one of the things I would like to have her there is just like to tell me what to do because I wouldn't mm-hmm. know what to do. I, I didn't know like. Not necessarily what to do for Bridget, but just like what to yeah. do with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Or like, am I helping? Am I making it worse? And if right, she right. said like, go get that stick, like go climb a mountain and find that stick, I'll, like, I'll get <laughs> yeah. it and I'll go get the stick, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, just to, if that is a, some sort of help, it's just to get out of the room. Yeah, and, totally. and and uh, it totally worked. Uh, but I was very busy. It was like a tiny fraction that I ever needed to like, if I started fidgeting, that I had it. Um, most of the time it was getting that birth pool. It was all up by getting all the water in it. Mm-hmm. You can't do hot water. So you got to get cold water and then heat it up. We did the heating coils. We didn't really like, so I was boiling water and pouring it in and yeah. getting this huge buckets of water, pouring that sucker in and getting the temperature up and that took a lot of work. So that work actually helped because you had a task. My Busy, task yeah. is keep the water perfect. Don't make it too hot, don't make it too cold and <laughs> yep. really be too cold. So I remember as it got later on and, and then Forrest we have, was very fortunate. He was able to go to sleep and that's when she was really getting into her, her space and getting into the, into the contractions. And she was starting to do these songs. I don't know if she remembers it, but she started singing or her whatever feeling she was having with the contraction, she was voicing it out. And it was like a song. It was almost like Om, uh, but mm-hmm. more without the M, which was ah, and just these like gut feelings that she was just getting primal. out. Yeah. Primal. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, the neighbors don't know. I didn't tell any of the neighbors were having birth. And I'm like scared that like police are going to show up because there's just strange sounds happening <laughs> in the apartment. And then if the police show up and they think it's a baby, were they automatically called like a hospital yes, and or something. Yeah. interrupt everything? And I was all concerned about that as it was like starting to uh, like get loud, like so loud. It was so loud. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone knows. What and time? like, which About is what time fine. Is this, roughly? this is like 9 p.m. Okay. 9.30, it's going into 10 maybe. It was like dark, I remember. Mm. And so I run upstairs and I, the neighbors always had a weird feeling about the neighbors upstairs. And I go and knock on the door and just let them know that like, hey, we're having a baby at home. And the guy was like, he looked at me with such love and like congratulations that I felt so supported by him, which I've always oh. kind of felt uncomfortable with that mm. I was like, oh my gosh, and he's so loving, so caring. He's like, I haven't heard a single thing. <laughs> like, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. It turns yeah. out the neighbor to our who shares a wall was out of town. And it was like, oh, we were completely by ourselves. And I went down and just like this huge weight went off. And then she got really loud doing a lot of contractions. But I'm just like eating my ice cream at this point. I'm like, <laughs> everything's fine. Because <laughs> the police aren't going to show up with the hospital to inter- or with the ambulance and interrupt everything. Because I was concerned that would just like be traumatic. Uh, so that went away. Those fears, those doubts went away. And then it was the trust was back. And then she was just more and more contractions and, and throwing up and then just supporting, getting that, cleaning up anything that came up and just being there. And I remember this one moment where she was like wanting to push and um, that's where she was really feeling and really excited. And there was this pause in the moment and the pause that just told her, remember this moment you've been wanting, you know, you've been looking forward to this moment, you've been planning this moment now, you just be in this moment in this one you know this tiny window and she really liked that and like softened up and then the next contraction baby came oh wow yeah it's like the softening and then she because she's super super excited i I think she was still i thought i was being you know so poetic and but she was probably like barely hearing me (laughs) you know there's there's definitely probably something to that too i mean even if she didn't hear you your words Mm -hmm. probably yeah comforting and softened and yeah, and then ba- and then Kaya came out, and I remember we we're talking, and then like I was there with her, kind of leaning over at the tub when the the, like, the final construction, and she pushed, and I'm like, oh baby, baby came out, <laughs> like that, gentle. just like baby, and then she scooped her up and and held her, and um, I, just, I think kind of sucked the water out and mm-hmm. held her um, until it's like like she's not crying. What do we do? And then the cry, yeah. and then. It, all came to life. Oh, that and, first little cry. Oh, you're like, you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we did. It was pretty because it was all candlelit. We really love our beeswax candles. So we had all it pretty and seamed with the lighting. And 
Yeah, there are all these. I mean, it's, it's so nice to tell the story, just like very large. You know, it's such a massive story, but like bringing it oh, into yeah. a little, because like there's like you know deep, huge rainstorm came in, and those kind of like moments of just like wow, everything's so tense right now. Uh, but when Kaya came out, it was like a stillness, and um, she came out at night. I uh, I gotta ask Bridget. I can't remember the exact time now. I think was it nine forty-five. Maybe it was not as late as I thought. And she, um, or is it 11.45, I have to ask her. Uh, but she, it was dark and, and quiet and uh, candlelight. And I, I, I always call it, she was born in the stillness of candlelight. Mm. So, you know, when the, in the candle flickers, yeah, it's yeah. like that one is perfectly still. And then that's how she was born. And ever since then, she's always reminded me of that, that energy of this like complete stillness of the of the candlelight and so it's that's awesome like a, yeah a very special feeling for for me and for her and for all of our whole family and and then when Forrest woke up I was like it's a baby in the bed <laughs> and, <laughs> hey buddy like, yeah hey buddy this baby it's a wonderful way for a brother to wake up to a baby and then you have a little baby sister now and uh then we're just moving it was wonderful because we have paternity leave so i gotta be at home Mm -hmm. and then just for the three months of just we had it all like kind of visioned out of what we wanted our birth i think that's what the community brought about too is your postpartum vision and then Mm -hmm. feeling these the community come in with food was huge because like the first first week it's like you're you're cleaning up blood it's like you're oh, yeah. those towels and like mm-hmm. she can't walk and uh, she was able to go to the bathroom which is really nice uh but like yeah just like a lot of blood and you gotta mm-hmm. get those towels and clean it up i remember it's like a milestone when they're no longer she wasn't bleeding anymore yeah on the bed it's like wow life yeah. just got so much Ooh. easier <laughs> yeah and there's, there's still all the taking down of the birth tub oh and birth tub i did that yeah. all that night and yeah it was like your adrenaline's pumping so it's like mm-hmm. another task it's like okay baby's taken care of and we got our moment we're quiet and all just being on the ground together um with little kaya and again i'll candle it so that just quiet and we got for a long time until we're ready to transition to the bed and then it's like back to cleaning cleaning up the tub <laughs> yeah dropping it all out and just oh so it was a nice workout um adrenaline's still pumping and so finally get a little bit of sleep and then you wake up and then it's a whole new life as you start to it's just like that baby it's, it's just it, like that the intensity is just over just like that you know mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it is it's it's, it's interesting way. yeah yeah because there's, there's those little moments that like i feel like your wife or sorry your uh your partner probably yeah. has moments that she remember specifically that you might not and then like vice mm-hmm. versa because i know there's Anna and i sometimes will talk and i'm like i don't really remember that and she was like really that was so significant to me that you did <laughs> yeah. this and i was like yeah oh, okay. yeah and or like uh, a hand on the back or something and right like there's i remember uh a couple things that stood out to me during her birth so she was going through it kind of throughout the whole day and there was at one point she i think she just she looked at me and was just like it depleted and just done uh-huh. and I was just standing there I was just smiling at her because I knew this is what she always wanted you know I yeah like, yeah I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna <laughs> go through the wanted. depths yeah yeah and uh and it was sunny and it was like two or three p.m and it was late March so it was nice and oh, like early like spring and I remember I just yeah. looked outside and when the sun was coming in and I just looked at her and I was like it was a great day to have a baby <laughs> and, yeah. she, and she's just like so it's kind of like a nice little like reset and uh yeah and there's just those it's a connection yeah yeah and i think our funny moment i mean i'm not going to speak for you but i think your funny moment was maybe that you had to go tell all the neighbors just yeah real quick yeah Mm -hmm. we our funny moment through that the birth was at one point oakley was awake because it was like midday our daughter Mm -hmm. um and she she loves water she loves tubs, she loves pools, she loves everything. So she wanted to get yeah. in the tub for the tub really bad with Hannah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time she got in, it's just literally like so natural for her. She hopped in and immediately just like starts peeing. Oh no. Because <laughs> it's like, that's what she does when she gets in the bathtub, like in a pool, yeah. you know, she just like hops in and goes pee. <laughs> and, and Hannah's first instinct was to hold her, throw her hand out and like try to catch her pee. And oh, because like, she's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just like those moments too. That, that those moments are so appreciated. You don't even know it because it's like it's yeah. a nice little comedic relief, you know, or yeah, something. But yeah, it's, it's like a family flavor. Yeah. Right. Family, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's fun. Well, so let's see what else am i thinking about here oh so did you i mean you guys kind of already went through the home birth and i kind of imagine that might have been maybe a little interesting for family and friends to hear about considering how new it was but how did they feel how did you navigate kind of telling family and friends that you guys were going to do a free birth unassisted and all think, that i don't i don't think i told anyone i didn't i didn't tell them till the end yeah. um i would say we have a specialist i said we have a specialist which we do uh, on call and she was very gracious enough to say that we can call her anytime we needed her kind of thing mm-hmm. and that was carlin and then i would say we have the uh, community of women who are all supporting one another in this birth and then i'll leave it at that i'll try to steer the conversation outside of it my friends didn't really care as much they were just kind of curious but not they didn't delve in my family i, I didn't want to scare them by yeah. making them you know you, it's you just easier to not. And so I'll just navigate the conversations. And so after the birth, and then I said, oh, yeah, we just had a birthday, you know, <laughs> just had it at home. And that's <laughs> yep. my, my good my good friend, because I don't think I even told Ken. He's, my, he's my, one of my best friends. And I texted him. I was like, it's just me and her. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you're all that is man. <laughs> it's like that. I can't it's true, though. did that. Yeah. It's true. And it, yeah, and it's, it's funny because he just, yeah, a lot of people afterwards were just really and amazed that we did that, that she did that. I think at work there or my past job, they were really kind of getting an idea that we were, we were going to do it because I wasn't ever bringing up like the other, there's another gal who was pregnant. Uh, she gave birth, I think maybe like a week or week before or a week after very similar. Uh, but she did all hospital, but they had to do like C-section and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she would talk about that. All the checkup she would go to, the nurse you would see the constant constant things and then they're going like every week and then almost like every day and we weren't doing any of that stuff and um it was all just more faith and trust um do i recommend it uh i recommend it to to yeah i recommend it to what if it feels right and then also if you have the community if you have people to support or like be with you um I just, I recommend the whole medical system change. That's what I recommend is that change. Uh, I have a vision of like how nice it would be if they had a birth center where it was like a spa and, and then the medical is very hidden. It's very quiet that it's only there for emergencies. And it's only the, it's the only time to intervene is if something really intense, like stream goes but for the most part there's just like a care there's someone who helps support a free birth and if the woman just wants no one in the room they help support no one in the room if the woman wants to be out in the trees in a beautiful tub uh they help support that they have like an area where they can be maybe by the beach or by in the trees and just have like a subtle medical help for emergencies but for the most part it's a whole community like a whole whole like almost like health center dedicated to free birthing to the the most that they can do um with a little support for those type of individuals right I think that's it's, what i recommend i think it's difficult for someone who is trying to even pursue doing a free birth to kind of really have the confidence to go through it without mm-hmm. having the community around them because i know that's always yeah. a big big topic at least in our household and i know hannah kind of facilitates a lot of that so i hear it from others too Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's, it's very, it's a big deal, especially that postpartum, you know, like, like you said, you guys can just enjoy being a family together and not yes. really have to take on the responsibilities of cooking right. and cooking. it just gets brought to you and just yes. any of that. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, it could be a little daunting if you don't have that, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I would say the postpartum is everyone can take that away and say that's absolutely necessary that anyone who has given birth regardless of hospital um, regardless of free birth of whatever however the child came postpartum is equal for everyone where they need support um, with the meals and it's like common sense when you when you realize it that like yeah of course they need these deep nourishing meals 
to support mm -hmm. their like healing and then also the the nutrients for the body and and it should be a whole month planned out for if you if anyone you know is having a child like get everyone you can to help support and make meals and it really doesn't take too much effort to make those mm -hmm. meals uh but it adds so much and not only to the family but to the child the, like the, the growth of the child then becomes just stronger and stronger so early on with the nutrients through the milk and then the mother heals so much faster that it's just like common sense when you realize it just all it is is simple food it's really just nourishing meals because that yeah. saves all the other time for the father to then support and be there as well for also the other children who are involved because they need now some support because their mama is maybe you know right. not, not out of the available. picture yeah. yeah not as available and so they're going to need a lot more attention so even having come in and watching over kids and you know watching over um you know anyone who needs help it's coming over and doing the dishes or something yeah, yeah dishes a little bit of clean up, like yeah. yeah yeah or just you know checking in and saying hi but like putting the respect and the honor in postpartum is is really special because it feels like everyone puts all the respect and the honor or kind of with like baby showers and that was kind of right. fun because like bridget was talking about like kind of it makes a lot of sense isn't that it's almost like bridge uh what's it called um uh baby showers are for the guest because they're like look at this right, yeah. cute outfit i got your baby get your baby in a picture of for me <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally. i got you these cute clothes for me for you to put the baby in yeah show oh, me yeah. <laughs> yeah rather than postpartum respect where you you have to really put forth effort and get the meals and get the care and get the um you know watching over children or other kiddos if you need it's a lot more like from the heart but it's a way more nutrients it's way more community building in that sense and so that's what i would recommend to everyone yeah big time what we can do to help each other i think it i mean there's obviously i think a lot of trauma so it gets associated with the birth that causes kind of like postpartum depression stuff but i think it's mm -hmm. also there's a big thing to be said about community and lack thereof that also contributes yeah. to that because i mean especially for like first time fathers and mothers like it's it's very different than becoming yeah. a father and mother is very different than having your second child and adding to the family you know yes. it's like a whole different life your yeah. whole life flips yes and it's, it does and if you don't have anybody around you other than the person that's your partner He's that just went it. through it yeah, yeah it's it can be almost it's like a downward spiral not a down yeah. some sort of spiral that is hard to get right. out of so yeah yeah and, and those spirals can be self-development but it doesn't have to be so hard kind of thing mm -hmm. because it also could like be detrimental in other areas um but yeah it, it, i remember that when you know force is born is like you realize wait i can't sleep <laughs> i'm not <laughs> yeah. i can't sleep right now what's going you like haven't experienced this since like however maybe that you're actually you can't sleep you actually have to hold the baby and yeah. you're exhausted you you actually that's the only thing and so it's so interesting how your mind and your perspective shifts from like from before baby's born is like oh i want to be you know some ceo of a company and being and have all this honor and respect from all these people and be so and into like that's just like shattered into i just want sleep and like what really <laughs> matters becomes the focal point and uh, that's kind of, that was the first birth. Second birth, I kind of saw it coming a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but we also planned it out differently where she was just, oh, that was something very special. Uh, Bridget had is she was just with Kaya. So we had it where I don't, I held her uh, early, like a little bit. It was very little and I respected mm -hmm. that. And I knew we'd bond later on, but it oh, was yeah. just Bridget and Kaya and just them together. 24 seven for the most part. And just little, little, little bit, I would hold her um, just a little bit, but it was mostly just like them. And I respect like to that. let her go to the bathroom or something like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I and I love doing it. Yeah. Uh, but I really respected that. And yeah, of course it wasn't, didn't take long until I was really holding her and having her all the time. And she was sleeping on my shoulder all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I think that's really special too, because that whole like, oh, hold the baby, hold everyone, hold the baby. It's not necessary. And have just the mama be with baby because if the special thing I think about this group and the, and the free birthing was everything was switched into almost like the baby's perspective. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really very special. So what's a baby experiencing when it's coming out? Uh, does the baby want to be taken from mama right away and like yeah. washed and cleaned and uh, put wrapped in a swaddle and then given back? Or does the baby just want to feel skin right away? And totally. those type of things, oh, and those type of things were really special. It's just learning about like, what else does the baby want? Like the baby just wants just quiet. It doesn't want a lot of lights. It doesn't want any pictures. The baby mm-hmm. just wants to be with mama and just to respect that. And Kaya never cried. She cried right when she was born and barely cried. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like crying all night long, um, you, you know, stories of all that. Uh, yes, every baby's different, they all say. And, um, right. you know, but... good baby, bad baby, you know, it's all what it is. <laughs> but I just believe it's just like, if you give the baby, now that I've learned it, again, this is all before birth. I all, mm-hmm. all, it was all after birth. Before I didn't know any of this stuff, it wasn't my concern. So okay. I'm not like preaching to people to say like, you have to think this way. Just I've learned this from just personal experiences that everything, if you switch it to the baby's perspective, everything goes smooth. <laughs> it's way easier. Right. You know, it's it's definitely not something that's ever really mentioned or thought about. Because yeah, it, it seems that a lot of times the baby just gets treated as like an object and yes, with yeah. no, no respect, like no respect mm-hmm. at all. And when you don't respect the baby, you're not really respecting the mother either. And you're, right. you're interrupting their bond and all of yes. that. And it's just, it, it, it doesn't seem conducive in any way. Nothing good I could see ever comes out of doing anything. No, like that. so no, yeah, and no. it's, yeah, it's just true. Cause the baby doesn't know grandma, baby doesn't mm-hmm. know grandpa, other grandpa. Baby doesn't know sibling. <laughs> like baby, baby, baby doesn't even knows dad. You know, no, like baby maybe heard the knows, voice a little yeah, bit, but that's about it. It's, it's just like you, that will all come, but like yeah, like I said, we were saying, just that baby's perspective. It just don't rush anything, and mm. and and then yeah, then don't rush anything. I think that's a good reminder. Even now, as Kaya is now learning to walk, mm-hmm. is those moments of like now, it's don't like don't rush it. Like just. These moments yes. are so short and I don't realize that in the first one, definitely first one, it's like, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> free time, yeah. please. I need some more free yep. time. Second time, it's like, she's getting old. I can only imagine third or fourth. It's just, mm-hmm. you really start to appreciate things different. And it's almost like I, I equated it to life was going in one direction, it shifted for the first. And the second one, it's like life's going this one, this way. And the baby jumped like, come on board. Yeah. We're already going in that direction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot. I mean, some people are lucky. Life lucky is the right word. Lucky enough to kind of let me let me take a second back. Uh, what we are doing is we're trying to create these talks, these experiences, so that people can be quote unquote lucky enough to kind of get a view of these perspectives before mm-hmm. they enter this kind of realm, you know, of babies, yeah. rebirth, and stuff. Because yeah, like we said, it, it's that path the switching of the path is so wild and yeah you can listen to all these and you, you still will never know until you experience mm-hmm. it but i think just to even have like a general understanding of analogies a general understanding of the trees that are going to be on that path you know like yeah <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. Like everything there you know like what to expect yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. and, and what berries are bad berries what berries you can eat like that you know it's right like just wisdom yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think the best thing to take away from this is just be more observant than reactive, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing, at least from because Hannah did a lot of polls on her Instagram of like, from husband's perspectives, and a lot of the whole like results were that most of the husbands were afraid of something happening. And then that fear also was found in the fact that they had to be responsible for whatever could happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big things that really brought me on board with this was kind of like the perspective of like the percentage of a what if happening versus the percentage of the guarantee that me and my wife wouldn't see eye to eye if she didn't do this. Because yes. like there's a very low chance of what ifs happening, but there's a very high chance that Yes. It would be a very disruptive part of our marriage if we didn't see eye to eye on this. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think you kind of mentioned yeah. it early on, like the, almost like this, the steadfastness of our yeah. women and the willing and want to do it. It's right. like, who am I to 
get in front of the it's train. Freight train. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a freight train. It, honestly, you just got to jump on board and then help look out for like it, how the track's doing because you can't you can't interrupt it. You slow it down and then you lose momentum and just got to be you got to jump on board in a sense. And yeah, it's trust. A lot of it's trust. Um, a lot of it's knowledge. I mean, she learns so much from the yes. group and from the women. I mean, I learned so much. I mean, the what the um, oxy uh, oxytocin mm-hmm. release, the chemicals that release when you do a natural birth that I didn't know about that mm-hmm. the body does these amazing things and, and how, um, what is it just like simple things like the baby wants to come out. It's like, yeah. that changes your perspective. The baby wants to come out rather than mm-hmm. you always see in the movies, push, 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 ah, you know, yeah. and this pain and, and difficulty. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. And, or sometimes, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, we, but then another woman in the group who had a child that was quite large and like, mm-hmm. that's a situation where you got to push, push, push. Uh, so I can't say that like, yeah, every birth's easy when there's like a difference between a 10 point pound boy and like a seven pound pound girl. There's like, there's a difference. Right. I understand that. Uh, but the body does want to help you. And, uh, those type of things I learned, learned a lot about. There's a couple, there's a, a lot of just amazing tidbits that so mm-hmm. spe- it, it empowers women and this whole like narrative of like people thinking that they can be women no you can't you can't only <laughs> yeah. if you can't yeah. give birth naturally then you're not and whatever people want to pretend you're pretending and yeah. it, the more the truth is like you stop dishonoring women like that yeah. because the women are so much more than whatever you fantasize about and it's i think uh we don't need to get like aggressive on it but at the same time it's just like just pretending because yeah it's so beyond anything that we were beginning to understand right it's being woman is not a feeling or a state of mind it's a no physical reality yeah (laughs) yeah it's like it's a we can't we don't know what it is (laughs) yeah yeah uh but before we kind of wrap things up a little bit, I did want to touch on something you just said a minute ago uh, in regards to you learning a lot through Mm -hmm. what your partner had learned to the community. And I think that's a very male energy to kind of carry the analytical brain needing needing to understand and kind of having facts to put down on paper. It's it's a very masculine thing. Like, I feel like that's very big for men. They need to, they need to have an understanding of like things just in general right. and so yes if someone is let's say someone's partner is just kind of more like whimsical like yeah we're just gonna do it at home it's gonna be great yeah like, i can see <laughs> i can see how a guy is kind of off put by that like um yeah huh? like they're doing it they're doing it on here yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. like, uh, i don't know about that you know does it go up like wombs if it comes out sideways you know this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah like common exactly. questions and to have wombs answers if, to those questions too yeah like if you just see a foot you know that would be concerning mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's a good takeaway because that helped me and, and the knowledge, it's almost like toolkits of, mm-hmm. of understanding of if you, if this happens, uh, not so much if this happens, but like, this is what's, these are the signs, like you said, the trees and even, you know, analogies help, I think, Ben, to put in yes. perspective story modes, because it's almost a new paradigm. It's, you, you could probably write a book right now and there's not that many other books out there. Mm-hmm. that talk about the male's perspective of free birth there's not that many podcasts uh, out there. there's not that many podcasts yeah <laughs> it is a new paradigm and for for men to step up in a in a supportive role and to have strength in that sense and not strength as i'm going to take control of the situation but strength as i'm going to support and trust in the situation i think could be quite beneficial to relationships and just you know society as a whole yeah, kind of expanding what your definition of strength is and not yeah. just physical strength. It's like it's mental mm-hmm. strength and just like the ability to create a container of safety. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it takes a lot. Always, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm very excited to hear other stories and um, I thank you for doing this and having me on. And of course, man, like, we appreciate and, it, too. So thank yeah, you. and I'm excited to see like, other perspectives and other men talk about it because it is, it's a very, I mean, it's like life, it's the beginning of life uh, mm-hmm. for all of us. So to have a different perspective on it 
it's like a new trust in the human body rather than a system of procedures. So it's like giving exactly. faith back into ourselves and empowerment back into women. But this conversation helps empower men as well. So I, I just think it's really special. Yes. So thank you. Yeah, I did too. Well, we can all thank my wife. <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah, she's idea. quite a wife. manifester. Yes, yeah, she is. That, You're just going to be the face sure. of it. You got you to gotta go for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. well, I guess before we, uh, before we close out, do you have any advice to any of the men that will be listening to this? Any just kind of general? Oh, boy. yeah, or, I guess there are. Yeah, we already kind of touched that, but I mean, just like in the yeah. type of thing. Um, uh, you trust your gut, I would say. Um, there are situations where medical treatment is necessary. So I can't say like, yeah, everything is going to be smooth because it, it could happen, but your, your instincts will help you and then trust your partner. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the bond between that, because there's nothing wrong with um, connecting on a single outcome. And so whatever that is, is if, if hospital is necessary, come together on that. No, no conflict. And I think that's the best advice. And then if free birth is natural and moving to have trust in that and have see eye to eye in that. So don't pull away from that. It's like you just come together as a supportive role and watch the beauty of that. And if you have a hard time taking the back seat, um, yeah, find a different take, car. <laughs> find a different car. Yeah. It's, how, how's the analogy? The bus, no. <laughs> um, this is not, this is not like, I mean, it's, it's sexual in a sense, take the back, you know, sit back, let the mm -hmm. woman dance. And it's like, let the woman do the motion, let, let her get, do what she does and be the observer of that and be yeah. wowed by the, the beauty of that. So if you want to think of a new like paradigm is you can be inspired by this gift of w woman in a, in a whole new world that you haven't even seen of like, I can't believe you just did that. You know, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't believe that ha can happen. And thank God it's all, you know, we're all safe and sound now. And um, just, it's, it is, a, it's interesting because like talking about it brings you back there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's such a like, it is, it has a lot of weight to it. And so the, my best advice is just trust and come together, be a unit, be, be, be strong with one another. It's my best. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. kind of sounds like uh, just kind of finding solidarity and yes. finding, being able to appreciate observing and yes. not not needing to step into that male role of yeah. the savior or the helper or yes. the fixer, which I yes. fall in, under a lot. Right. So, yes. But yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome, Michael. I, I really appreciate you coming on, and I think that's probably a good little good little spot to end it on. So. Absolutely. Cool. Thank, thank you so, you so much, much Mason. Of course. And yeah, I look forward for the continuation of this. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Send it to your curious partner if you enjoyed it and catch us next week as we tell another beautiful unfolding of a man's journey to the free birth of a father.